Chapter 11 of The Way of Perfection. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. The Way of Perfection by St. Teresa of Avila. Translated by the Reverend John Dalton. Chapter 11 she continues the subject of mortification etc it seems to me my sisters a very great imperfection to be always complaining of light evils if you can bear it do not do so when the evil is great it complains of itself this is another kind of complaint and it soon appears consider you are few and if any one among you have such a custom it is enough to afflict all the rest if you would observe love and charity. But she who is ill, really and truly ill, should mention the case at once, and take what is necessary. For if you have no self-love, you will so dislike all kind of delicacy, that you need not fear using any without necessity, or complaining without cause. When there is cause, it is very good to mention it, and much better than to use any delicacy. Without mentioning it, and it would be very wrong if none were to pity you. But of this I am confident, that where there are prayer and charity, and as you are so few that you see one another's necessities, you will never want proper nourishment, nor care in being attended to. But do not complain of certain weaknesses and little indispositions belonging to women, for sometimes the devil fills the imagination with these pains, which come and go, and unless you entirely break off the habit of speaking and complaining of them, except to God, you will never have rest. I lay great stress on this point, because I consider it very important, and one of the things by which the discipline of monasteries is greatly relaxed, and our body has the fault, that the more it is honored, the more necessities it discovers. It is strange to see how it loves to be well treated, and when it has some good excuse, however trifling may be the necessity, it deceives the poor soul, and hinders her improvement. Think how many poor sick people there are, who have no friend to complain to. Now being poor and dainty do not agree together. Think also on the many married persons, even of quality, and some such I know, who, though they have grievous maladies and suffer great afflictions, dare not complain for fear of displeasing their husbands. Alas, wretched sinner that I am, I know we came not here to be more caressed than they are. Since then you are free from the great troubles of the world. Oh, learn to endure a little for the love of God, without letting everyone know it. Suppose a woman has not married well, who, in order that her husband may know nothing, says nothing nor complains, though she is very unhappy, without unburdening her mind to any one. And shall we not conceal, between God and ourselves, something of those evils which he sends us for our sins? This we should do the more, since the evil is not lessened thereby. In all that I have said, I do not include violent maladies, as, for instance, when one has a burning fever, though even then I wish moderation and patience might always be observed. But I speak only of certain indispositions, which one may go about with, and not disturb all the world by our complaints. But what shall I do, if what I have been writing should be seen out of the house? 
what will all the nuns say of me oh how willingly would i bear this if i knew any one would thereby correct her faults for when there is one of this character things come to such a pass that for the most part no one is believed however grievous her infirmities may be let us call to mind our holy fathers the ancient hermits whose life we pretend to imitate what pains did they endure and this too all alone what extreme cold and hunger and heat having no one to complain to but god think you they were made of iron no they had the same flesh as we ourselves have believe me daughters when once we begin to subdue these our wretched bodies they do not trouble us so much there will be enough to observe what you stand in need of take no care of yourselves except there be a manifest necessity unless we resolve at once to undervalue death and the want of health we shall never do anything endeavor not to fear death and give yourselves up entirely to god come what may what matter should we die since our body has so often mocked us may we not mock it once believe me this resolution is more important than we imagine if we often practice it we shall by little and little with god's assistance become masters of our body now to conquer such an enemy helps us greatly to triumph in the battle of this life may god grant this favor since he is able i am confident that no one knows the game but he who already enjoys the victory and this in my opinion is so great that no one would regret the labor which would be required in order to obtain this repose and dominion end of chapter eleven